Today is Holy Tuesday. As we continue to walk through this Passion Week, we fix our eyes on Jesus, our Messiah, and meditate on His great work of salvation and what it means for us as we remember His suffering and know the love of our God. As we begin today, let's take a moment to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Quiet our hearts and our minds. Breathe deeply and slowly. And ask God to speak to us and help us to hear. Listen to me, all you in distant lands. Pay attention, you who are far away. The Lord called me before my birth. From within the womb, He called me by name. He made my words of judgment as sharp as a sword. He has hidden me in the shadow of His hand. I am like a sharp arrow in His quiver. He said to me, You are my servant, Israel and you will bring me glory. I replied, but my work seems so useless. I have spent my strength for nothing and to no purpose. Yet I leave it all in the Lord's hand. I will trust God for my reward. And now the Lord speaks, the one who formed me in my mother's womb to be his servant, who commissioned me to bring Israel back to him. The Lord has honored me and my God has given me strength. He says, you will do more than restore the people of Israel to me. I will make you a light to the Gentiles and you will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. The Lord, the Redeemer and Holy One of Israel says to the one who is despised and rejected by the nations, to the one who is the servant of rulers, Kings will stand at attention when you pass by. Princes will also bow low because of the Lord, the Faithful One, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Isaiah 49 records for us the second of the four servant songs. God sovereignly and intentionally sets His servant apart to bring glory to His name. In this passage, the servant is called Israel, but he goes beyond simply the people of Israel. The servant is the one in whom God is glorified. The servant of the Lord is the one who, unlike the people of Israel, does everything God commands in the ways that God commands them. This is why the servant saves more than the people of Israel. Instead, he is a light to all the nations, to bring all people back to God. And he does this because all people have rebelled against God. No one does the will of the Lord perfectly or seeks to always glorify him. No one except for Jesus. Through the New Testament, we understand this perfect servant of the Lord is Jesus Christ. He will be the light of salvation to the nations, but he will do it in a way that we would never expect. 
In writing to the Corinthians, Paul makes it clear that the cross of Christ is foolishness to the world. It is a stumbling block to Jews and folly to the Gentiles. What kind of savior would we crucify? This is the nature of the kingdom of God. It is not a kingdom comprised of earthly wisdom and power. Instead, it is a kingdom of humility. We are reminded of this when we read Paul's words in 1 Corinthians. Few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy. It was not our accomplishments, accolades, or attributes that drove us to Jesus. It was our need. Today, as we cast our mind to the cross of Christ, let us remember the weakness and foolishness of it and let that knowledge humble us. Let it remind us that we do not boast in our wisdom, our might, or our power. Instead, we boast in Christ, who through his death and resurrection has become to us the wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things that the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Therefore, as the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. The Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should give His only Son To make a wretch His treasure And 
And how great the pain of searing loss And the Father turns His face away As wounds which mar the chosen one And bring many sons to glory Behold the man upon the cross My sin upon his shoulders Ashamed I hear my mocking voice Call out among the scoffers It was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished His dying breath has brought me life I know that it is finished I will not boast in anything No gifts, no power, no wisdom But I will boast in Jesus Christ In His death and resurrection And why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer But this I know with all my heart His wounds have paid my ransom 